Welcome to the hashtag blessed version of the Millennial Pastor Podcast. I'm your host, Josiah, and today I have a panel. Who's on the panel? I'm Byron. I'm Will. I'm Ryan. Ryan, you didn't say you're not Will because Will's here, or what? What's that about? Well, I'm, I'm still not Will, but Will. You're still, we're still not Will, and we're, we're sad that uh, that Amy had to go. We're trying to rotate Millennial Pastor guests in and out so we can get a a whole host of people listening. And once again, for reminder's sake, the hashtag blessed, that just means it's short form, just millennial pastors, and we're just giving you our thoughts on things. So we're not interviewing guests. We're just discussing topical things that we feel like are worthy of discussion. So the format is three segments. First segment, I, are we changing the names because Byron got really mad at the dumb or Will? Was it Will that thought it was a really dumb name? Uh, yes, it, really it dumb was name. both of us because it was a dumb it name. Was both. <laughs> we cool. already changed well, it though, like weeks ago, didn't we? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> segment one is basically what's going on lately or what's happening this week. Segment two, we're just trying to. In our second segment, we're solely trying to talk about things that are culturally relevant. So I think we had a really silly name once upon a time, but we we had that next. I got vetoed. Um, and then segment three, we spend 15 minutes on, and we want to talk about theologically relevant subjects. So I'm going to moderate, and I'm going to rapid fire ask these questions to these guys. I sort of gave them a heads up on what we're talking about, but these are hopefully going to be fun and genuine responses to questions I ask. So you guys ready for this? Yes. Let's do it. I think so. Wow, that sounded super <laughs> excitable. You guys sound well, super stoked oh to do this. Dude, every time you say you're ready for this, I want to do the the music, and I'm I'm – making myself not so that's the enthusiasm <laughs> you get you're welcome fair. that's <laughs> fair <laughs> i, was, so I almost did it again i'm not kidding like i was like oh i want to do it oh my god you're you obviously were a child of the 90s isn't that when that song came out i don't know that's when Does i heard it, it. <laughs> I don't moving on we uh, it's supposed to be a short show we're gonna go off on a tangent before we even get started all right segment one this is currently happening uh, I'm going to start a timer, seven minutes. Byron, you're up. So, okay. Byron, I'm going to give you a, a real brief synopsis of things that are happening, and then I have a question that will f- find its way in there somewhere. But basically, we are having a hard time scheduling our next done. So, none are done. Our first uh, of three of the long four shows, long form shows, we had an undone named Cassidy. Then a couple weeks later, we had a season saint named Ron. And then a couple weeks later, we had a guy named Trevor. And we wanted to keep that cycle of three going because we thought that was cool to have these different perspectives on this thing we call church. However, I have had a number of non-dones, nuns or dones, N-O-N-E-S or D-O-N-E-S's cancel or say they can't do it. One of the main reasons why, well, there's two big reasons. One is obviously like people like their privacy. Imagine that. Like that's a thing that people like. They don't. They're not like us, I guess. They don't want to air all of their dirty laundry for, for the world to hear. For the millions of listeners this podcast is. <laughs> for, for the millions. literal thousands of times this podcast has been downloaded. Oh, for the, for the hundred, <laughs> hundreds of listeners that maybe once... Anyways, moving right along. Um, the other reason, though, is where the question comes. Uh, I essentially was told, well, are you trying to help the church? And I said, yeah. I said, well, why would I want to help the church? 
So my my question yeah. for you, Byron, is is that not valid? Um, I actually think it is valid. I understand. Well, here's my, I get their perspective on it. I don't agree with it, but I get it. And here's why I don't agree. I, a lot of people I've talked to have been hurt by the church, are angry at the church, and they would kind of be like, oh, I don't want to help the church because who cares? But my thing is, if the church hurt you, we're trying to help prevent that in the future. Isn't that valuable? So follow yeah. up then. Follow up then, and then I'm going to ask Ryan next the same question, Ryan, so you be ready. Follow up for that is, yeah, I just, it's not a part of my life anymore. I don't even give it a second thought. Like, there's a level of whatever that, that, it comes, that comes from it that, you know, I'll, I'll just assume it's not the bitterness or resentfulness or whatever, yeah. but literally just a, I don't even want to talk about that part of my life. Like, I've moved on. So yeah. What, so if you, you respond to that? if you've been hurt by the church or are an atheist or whatever, if if it's not a thing that you care about, I kind of understand what people would be like. Why would I spend time scheduling and going through like talking about all this stuff and, and also airing out part of my life publicly about yeah. a thing I really don't care about? I yeah. get that argument too. I think it's kind of valid, um, but the issue I have with that is that I care and I don't want people again to be hurt by the church or, I mean, I think the church can do a lot of good things in this world. Even if they believe that God's not real and it doesn't matter, I still think the church should be a body that takes care of people, feeds people, Mm -hmm. clothes people. And those aren't bad things. And most people that I, I know personally who are atheists or anti the church also believe those things are good. So, Mm -hmm. If we could help, even if you don't agree with the church's idea of theology or any of that stuff, like you could still help turn the church around to, to being a better organization that helps people more in life, feeding, feed, like doing physical needs. So that's a valid thing to do, in my opinion. So, but I Ryan, do get where they're coming from, though. Yeah. Ryan, do you think it's a valid concern and uh, do you empathize? I think it's a valid concern. Um, I feel like. I feel like I'd rather have a conversation with somebody who is passionately against the church than somebody who just didn't care. I feel like I'd rather have somebody who is strongly opposed to just, just didn't even want to think about it. I, I think that would be a more interesting conversation. But yeah, so I, I you, think I, I understand what Byron's trying to say too. Like if somebody has been hurt by the church, I'd, I'd hope that they would want to, you know, make sure that that didn't happen again. But there's a level of courage that I, I think has to come with almost confronting something that hurt you, right? Like, so yeah. wouldn't you, I mean, I, I guess call it like the victim uh, response or whatever. I don't know the psychological therapeutic term or whatever it's called, but confronting your, the person that, that victimized you or the thing that victimized you, that's not easy, right? Oh, no. Yeah, I think I totally had a thought. Uh I think what what Byron was saying was like, you know, I think it's a fair thing. Uh, but I think if we, maybe it's just how we're posing the question. Like uh, maybe, yeah. I, maybe if it's just like, Hey, how can we help serve people better? Like, even if we're not like um, pushy or I don't know what the word is, but I think, I think a lot of people in church just can't comprehend an idea where we don't like, we don't like, you know, try to win win somebody to Jesus, you know, which I, I, I understand. Uh, but I think a lot of times what we're called to do as the church is to 
embody the kingdom. And sometimes that means that you just have to know that um, we're doing this because that's what Jesus wants us to, not because we're going to, you know, save the, we're going to, you know, there's going to be a bunch of people come to Jesus, you know? So we're just butts and pews on a Sunday or something. Yeah, that too. So Will, is, is there perhaps a better question to ask than can you help us evaluate the church and how we failed you? I, uh, I don't know. I think what Ryan was going to ask is probably a good place to start. But again, like if it's, I don't know. I, I still don't, I still don't know that they would respond any different than what they have to you already. I was trying to compare it to something and this is a really dumb comparison, but let me know what you think about it. You three went to Point Loma, right? Yes. Yeah. All three of us. You all three went. Um, okay. And so, and I went to a school in Indiana called Wabash College. Well, I get these these things in the mail like constantly from Wabash asking me for money asking me for support and basically what they're asking me for is they're asking me to uh, contribute to them so that other people can go to school and and do well and and succeed and all this other stuff and I never send them any money Um, do you guys ever send point do you send point loma money like I mean personally we we have student loans we spend a lot of money (laughs) to go there which we didn't pay for yet hey bro you're not sending that to point loma you're sending that to sally may yeah yeah but point loma got my money when i was there though and i can't afford to send them money on the side timers up timers up finish your point well what i'm getting at well what i'm getting at is i i wonder if that's like a little bit and obviously i think you guys enjoyed point loma i enjoyed wabash i they didn't hurt me or anything like that uh so so i had a good relationship with that but like i don't i don't necessarily and and i guess i probably have some extra cash laying around that i could send to wabash but at this i, I don't know i it's not like a high priority for me to really care yeah you've kind of about, moved on right about that Exactly. And so I know it's not the perfect analogy or anything like no, that, but, but that, I was just trying to think about that's a good that point, though. Because it, it could be very <laughs> apathetic, too. It's not, not necessarily even that the church hurt yeah. them, but just like that's not part of my life anymore. And I don't really care about care about that. So no, that's, I don't know if that's yeah, actually almost, I, don't, I don't know how you frame it. That's almost word and for say, word exactly what I was told, yeah. which is curious. That's yeah. interesting. I think that's so, a really good point. So I, I don't know. So yeah, well, okay. maybe ask him for money. I don't know. The person who's calling people asking for money. That's not a good look. Oh, that's rough. Okay. So segment two, we're going to dive deeper and we're going to start with Will. All right. All right. So we can keep on task. Will, are you ready? Yeah. We're going to start right now. Um, let's have Ryan on deck again. And then Ryan leaves the third one, I guess. Um, so Will, you're going to start. This is your question. So we want to talk even further about this nun done thing. Nuns being people that have no faith affiliation duns, particularly being people that once went to church and no longer participate. Um, so let me ask kind of a personal question. You can be vague and just like make it yes or no or dive deep. It's up to you. Um, have you had duns as a result of your pastoral ministry indirectly or directly? I don't. Uh, I don't know that, uh, that, yeah, that's a tough question. I have to, I'd have to really think about it. I've had people not come to our church anymore. Okay. I can say, I can tell you that without having to, you know, think real hard, but I don't, I, I don't know if, if they're duns or nuns. Though, well, ju- they just the, might not at, go to your church time. anymore. They might go to a different church. Right. Okay. I'm going to come right. back to you, then, Will, uh, but I want to get to Ryan okay. and Byron and then I want to come back. Cause same question, Ryan. 
Do you know, have you been in a church where you know for sure, whether it's your fault or not, your church produced a dun? Uh, I did youth ministry, so I know 100% that's true. 100%? Okay, that's <laughs> fair. I feel like it's a pretty natural step for a lot of people to step away from faith or the church when they go to college, especially yeah. if they don't go to a Christian college like we did. Yeah, well, uh, over half, the stat is over half will probably do that, right? Yeah. Um, I, I always joke that like youth ministry is like the ultimate long con, like the goal of youth ministry is like, <laughs> like hopefully like five years after they leave your ministry, they'll come back and say you like had an impact on them. So that's terrible. Okay. Byron, same question. Yeah, same exact similar? answer as Ryan. I was gonna say the exact same thing. I was a youth <laughs> okay. pastor. So absolutely. And unfortunately okay. I had, a, I had smaller youth groups. A lot of my, mo- the vast majority of my kids didn't you know when they went to college they just stopped going to church they stopped but i have had a few who've contacted me like through facebook or or my phone you know they have my phone number still and talked about like the long con right like you said this thing and it was years ago and i i remember that thing and it made a difference in my life now that doesn't mean that they're a follower of christ still but you know like there were you know but most of my kids too were also church kids and a lot of them like they start to resent the church or just it's not really a thing they care about. They're kind of apathetic to yeah. the church. So yeah. when they have freedom, they're just like, or I could sleep in on Sunday, and that's it. <laughs> that's, it's gone. Or they okay, have to so, work or so whatever. In that, in that similar vein, look, we're going to go back to Will and go all, through all three of you if we have time. We, we got about four minutes left. I think maybe we could pull it off. So I'm going to go through, and I want to ask similar questions. What do you think? Uh, so maybe you, you can think through your teens for Will, Ryan and, and Byron or whatever. But if you want to think even more broadly, if there's like a thing, number one, number two, like what do you think are the, the go-to excuses, whether you think they're valid or not, I guess we can remove from the answer. But what is the biggest reason duns become duns in your opinion? Uh, Will, you're up. Uh if you, think... want, if you want to pass to the next, the other guys and come back to you, that's fine. You give me a, like a, uh, I don't no, want to I can... no, 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 it's not that I don't want to answer. I just, I'm just thinking through it. Um, I, I think one of the main, and also when you said thing one and thing two, I was thinking Dr. Seuss cause I have yeah. children. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so I, th- yeah, I thing one would be, uh, <laughs> probably, I think it would have a lot to do with with the hurt side of it. Like if if somebody in in the church hurt them, but I th- but maybe it's even broader than that. Not necessarily that they were hurt, but that they they feel or sense judgment, um, mm-hmm. and they don't see what they think they should see from the church. Like if they if they if they have like encountered Christ in any way, whether that's just through reading or like personally or whatever, and then they see the church and they they see a lot of people in the church who aren't really like Christ or don't seem to be like Christ. I think, I think that can produce a nun pretty quick or a done at least pretty quick. Um, so, so yeah, I think a lot of people probably feel like there is something to spiritual stuff. Um, but they, but they, but they're tired of the church or, or, or not just the Christian church, but just, religion the, you know the religion and in the united states man we, we just have to face it we, we we deal with individualism like crazy we were raised this way yeah mm-hmm. brought up this way and so it's so that's tough too because of our we we want to be independent 
And, yeah. and, and so it's hard to be the church in this culture. Yeah. Um, and so, and so a lot of people walk away from that might be one of the reasons why people are apathetic too. Cause it's like, well, I have to give up my time. I have to, you know, go to things I have to do, you know, it. And so, all right. So it's, it, I, th- I think those are thing one and thing two. There Ryan, Ryan yeah. and Byron, you each <laughs> might have a minute ish left. So Ryan, go for You're it. You're welcome. um i think that is true i think also there's just like something to be said of like in my context of like doing minute like youth ministry like when you become like 18 19 20 years old you just want to experience different things um i know for myself who was raised in the church like i spent there was a year where um when i was in the army that i just didn't go to church and part of that was like hey like nobody's making me um this this isn't something that I see as being pertinent to my life at this point. I mean, eventually, obviously I came back to that. I came back and I never really gave up my faith, but I think there's something to be said that people just want to know, well, what else is out there? Okay. So I think that's natural. Mm -hmm. All right, Byron, you got Mm -hmm. less than a minute. You got an answer? A lack of discipleship. I think what part, and we talked about this before you talked about it in your book. We've, we've harped on this before, but, when we decided to departmentalize ministry, and it was like kids over here, teens over here, young adults over here, old people over here, like we lost a lot of discipleship and how we actually work together and be the church. And we fed into that individualism Will was talking about. And that, yeah. so when you have a kid who, even though they grew up in the church and they, they know the Bible and they, they know who Jesus is, and they even, even if they genuinely feel like they're a follower of Christ. When they walk out the door at 18 and leave for college or a job or whatever, more independence, more freedom, they just go, okay, I, I learned that stuff. It's knowledge, but it didn't seem to have an impact on their life. We need more mm-hmm. discipleship, and I don't necessarily know how to do that, but I'm just – we lack discipleship, especially in this country. Um, yeah. It's not, a, it's not an important thing to us. It's, it's easy to be apathetic about being a Christian in this country. Yeah. Well, your time's up. You guys actually did like super good, concise answers. That was money. Well done. You guys are gonna get your participation trophies for today for sure. Yeah. With every penny. <laughs> avocado trophy, avocado, I... bra- brass avocado trophies for sure. I had avocado tonight. I thought of you guys. Oh, you know thanks, That's Ryan. Cute. I'm glad that you associate stereotypical things with us like that. I really appreciate <laughs> it. So, guys, I can't even remember the last time I had one, which is horrible because I love because <laughs> he has them so often on. he forgets that he even eats them tomorrow. Like I better rep it, dude. Going to the yeah, store. rep it, Will. Rep dude, that this is, this is kind of off topic, but my wife thinks she's allergic to avocado, so she stopped eating them now too. She's so not we are an, to be a we anymore. are an avocado-free home, folks. Well, she's like Generation Z. Anyway, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, my wife is younger, and she is. She's a millennial, but uh, it's close. She's she, a baby millennial. She's right, like we're gonna go off yeah, on a tangent. Young, one of the youngest millennials there, there can be. Yeah, that's true. All right, we're gonna if, start with if Ryan. Will and I are older. Jessica's one of the younger ones. Yes. Yeah. True story. Definitely. Well, yeah. Right. I'm. I actually consider myself in the middle. She's definitely one of the young ones for sure. Segment three. Oh my lanta. Okay, so segment three is of theological significance. Um, I'm gonna start the timer in just a second kind before of. I do. <laughs> Uh, well, it could. It could. I'm just, some I'm people, just saying kind some of people's, because I'm some people's opinion. <laughs> I know, but we'll, we'll turn it into a direction where it actually might be a meaningful theological conversation. Don't worry about it. Um, but we have two masters of the divine on the show today, correct? Brian, you're a master of the divine? 
no, I didn't. Uh, I didn't do that degree. Well, you're a master of something, though. So you're a master. <sighs> master of arts. Okay, well that's master <laughs> like, of divine and master of arts. So that's cool. What is? Are you theology or? I was. Or were you? I was intercultural study. Intercultural studies. Cool. It took me four years to do a two-year degree. So yeah, you're so millennial, bro. Hey, man. <laughs> you got you got to pace it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, were you? Hey, were you living in? Were you living in your in-laws' basement at the time? Because uh, that would make you a big-time millennial. No, but we did live with them for like a month. Get it. Ah. All right, timer starting now. Ryan, uh, master of the arts. This could be really perfect to like segue into. Yeah. Halloween's approaching, um, and I know we had a conversation before we started recording because I try to give you guys somewhat of a heads up on what's going on. But um, I, so once again, we're gonna do three really quick, stupid questions, and then we're gonna come back to serious with Ryan. So Ryan, are you gonna take your kids trick or treating or dress them up for Halloween? Uh, yes, okay. um, mostly because my wife is really into it and has been planning <laughs> has been planning our family costume for the past two months is it epic so, what is it or is it going to be a surprise we're we're dressing as uh characters from monsters inc clever and so are you solely oh you know yes. it. <laughs> it's gonna be great i'm so excited yeah and and yeah so i we're gonna take our kids trick-or-treating on whatever whenever halloween is it's like a thursday this year i think yeah cool all right, Byron, are you dressing up or dressing your dog up or your future child up for Halloween? Um, there are no future children in my house yet, um, but just to clarify, um, we actually <laughs> did talk about getting a costume for our puppy, but I don't. we're not going to, mainly because it costs money and we're broke. Um, That's fair. And uh, apparently, I was thinking about like my class, like the school I work at, we were talking about costumes, and our, we got an email today saying that we're apparently we're not allowing costumes at school. Like for kids, Why? so I don't know. She didn't actually. The principal didn't say, um, and I didn't have time to ask anybody. But uh, <laughs> so apparently, I'm not dressing up for school either. I was gonna do like something super lazy, kind of like a Jim Halpert from Office, you know, like Where something you just super put, like, dumb. A, a name on your shirt and like, no, I'm Dave today or whatever. Honestly, mm. I've I've considered this multiple times in my life, but getting a white shirt and putting like. Uh, red ink on the pocket with a pen and just saying that I'm Sean from Shaun of the Dead. Uh, <laughs> and I just want someone to walk up and be like, you got red on you. And that's all I want to happen. But Red I, on you. But I could still pull that off and it'd just be like a normal, like, oh, shoot, I got something on my shirt. But, like, I don't know. So I guess we're not doing costumes, so not planning on it this year. We thought about going. My wife and I talked about going as Ghostbusters because there are dog Ghostbuster costumes. And nice. we were going to get her with a proton pack on it and everything. It was going to be great. Oh, my land. It was just too expensive. Uh, so we couldn't. Do okay, it. Will. Will. That'd be fun. Will, are you dressing up your daughters for Halloween? Yes. Yes. But I don't know. We see, we, we planned it out too, like like Ryan and Megan. But we we were going to be the the three bears and or Goldilocks and the three bears. And, and May's like, she didn't want to do that all of a sudden. So now she would she have wants to be to a bear something or else. something. So we'll, she yeah she'd be the yeah. she'd be the Claire would bear. have to be the and she did say likes. and she did say the reason why she didn't want to do it one of the reasons why is because because he it's a he uh, and so she was a little it's not yeah about that. in the in her you know in in our storybooks that we have it's always a boy so huh. anyway or at least it seems like it's a boy I guess I guess I don't I guess never says yeah. but I guess the pictures are always like kind of he's wearing more of a boyish outfit maybe I don't know. 
but she thinks he's a boy and she's not cool with that. She's so. not about that. Well, my wife yeah. got my kids all these Avengers things, so of course we're just gonna go as the cast of the Avengers. So who are you gonna I'm, be? Your Hulk. All I have to do is either paint myself green because by comparison I'm huge compared to my family. Um, or I'll just get a really, I'll just go and buy a Mjolnir and I'll just try to put like a pillow in my belly. Cause Thor made it so easy for dads to look like him, dude. It, <laughs> oh <laughs> dude, being fat dude. Thor would be a good idea. I just need to get a wig. Exactly. All I that's would need hilarious. To, I, would need I don't even need a pillow anymore. cause I'm fat already. So that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so I just need to, I need to get the really cool trench coat thing with like the fingerless gloves. And then I don't know, he has long hair. That's only probably, I don't have long hair anymore, but. We're getting off subject. This is supposed to be significant theological discussion, boys. <laughs> All right, Ryan. So... Here, here's something significantly theological. I've I haven't seen Endgame yet. Oh my wow. Well, bless your so heart. I know about Fat Thor, but I don't know anything else about. Like I just know. That also, it, so. is it bad that Everything we're talking that about a said, Norse god on our Christian podcast? Ah, so theological. let's talk about it. Okay. Brought it back around. <laughs> Byron, thank you. So Ryan, uh, I I know we 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 preempted this a little bit, and so. I know this isn't a thing where you live, but it's a little more of a thing where I live. Um, and you, you had a response, but you've, you at least grew up with this Halloween is evil, we shouldn't trick-or-treat thing, right? Yeah, actually, like, that's like, kind of the reason like, why Megan's really into it. Like, I, my family just didn't do it. And so I've, it's just never been a thing in my life. And so in the past couple of years... Um, we've had some church, our, our churches have been doing like trunk or treat where we've like had to like decorate and dress up. And it's just been like, I just kind of, she just tells me what I'm going to wear and I do it and <laughs> I don't really ask a lot of questions, but yeah, no, that's how I grew up. Like to the point where like, I just am not into Halloween. I mean, I'm into eating candy, but you don't need a costume to do that. <laughs> well, as <laughs> exactly. fall, you just go buy it. That's the best part. You're like, oh, I don't have to go door to door. I can just go to the store and buy it. Cool. Yeah, but yeah, see, I bought it back today. Here's the greatest part about <laughs> Halloween, though, is that you get it for free. Like that's a pretty sweet deal. So, all right, follow. There's no such thing as a free candy bar. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna even respond to that. We're gonna go off on a tangent, Ryan. So, uh, there's there's maybe a thing that social media is making me aware of, and maybe it's just a little microcosm of a thing, but maybe it isn't. Um, obviously, there's a lot of conjecture about Halloween and how it's a pagan holiday and like Satan worship and all this jazz. So my question is not specifically only about Halloween, but I want to actually talk about two other things. And if we have time, the, I want the other guys to respond as well. Um, you know, dates in history sometimes are significant, mm-hmm. but sometimes we don't want them to be like December 25th also was once a pagan holiday. So you um, are. Yeah. yeah. So, um, what I was gonna say, can we just call it the 99 Thesis Day? Is, can, can we do that? Or yeah, we could do that because Martin Luther was Martin Luther. dropping <laughs> dropping mics and stuff. But anyways, my question is: so, to like the holiday part, but secondly, um, why why does it seem that throughout throughout church's history, particularly in this country, uh, the church starts at least in this let's oppose culture instead of learn how to. Uh, exist alongside of or with or even like be a part of culture that that we always seem to have to be at odds like what halloween's a perfect case study for that in my opinion but uh, have you do you get a sense that that's kind of how sometimes the church goes about dealing with culture is oh let's tell culture how we oppose that thing they're doing that we don't like um and doing it so much so that sometimes like well let's just oppose that date and make it jesus's birthday now like is that a thing that you see we that the church does I think it's well, I think it's easier to define who you are by what you're not. 
Okay. So I think that's part of it is like, well, we're not, that isn't who we are. So we're going to say that, you know, we're against that or we're going to say, you know, Merry Christmas, not happy holidays and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but I think hopefully after a while people begin to realize like, well, you're not really standing for anything. You're just basically telling people what you don't believe. And so I think that's, and that's, that's kind of a, a th- an issue I, I see in the church a lot where people are more interested in telling people what they don't, what they don't agree with as opposed to what they do think. Cause I think um, our messages, you know, we're against X, Y, and Z as opposed to saying like, Hey, we're for love or for compassion. We're for, you know, showing, showing the love of God to people. Okay. Know? So apply this, apply that, that line of thinking to this scenario, because this is something I kind of saw playing out in social media, but also I've actually experienced this firsthand. Um, so like, oh, well, obviously good Christians don't trick or treat on Halloween. So play that out. Like what, what's a response as a pastor or just a, as a, 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 like, how do you respond to that? What you should have said statement? was, when do they trick or treat on Thanksgiving? <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to wah, Byron. Wah, Thank you. That's what I would have said to their face. They would have been like, what? <laughs> uh, I think, I think it, it comes back to, I mean, Jesus was much more about, what people, what was in people's hearts. Um, I mean, he was, he, he did talk about a lot about like, you know, he's interested in like, do your actions show what your heart is doing, but also like, even if you're doing the right things, uh, but your heart isn't really in it, it doesn't really matter. And so I think it's, it, it can kind of come down to that. It's like, well, am I doing it because I'm like trying to, you know, be some pagan person who practices wicca or anything like that or am i doing it because you know it's pretty fun i mean every kid grows up playing dress up and likes doing that and it's fun to pretend and then also candy is just awesome so uh (laughs) yeah so like what what, what's your heart is is your heart just doing it just because it's something fun to do um and you don't really you're not attaching very much meaning to it or is it something else you know so, okay, I'm going to dive deeper. Will, you're up. Are you ready? Yep. So, some legit fears stem from Halloween in particular. A legit meaning, I, I'm not saying their fears are, like, rational in my opinion, but, like, they have legitimate fears that they may encounter evil. So, and, and curiously enough, I don't know if you guys have TV and stuff that you watch cable-wise or if you're, like, a Netflix or only or whatever, but... uh there's a show out. I think it's on CBS. It's called Evil. Have you seen previews for that? I actually haven't, but I, yeah, I'm kind of a hermit, so. Well, that's fi- that's fine. Let me give you the premise real hey, quick, man. and it's directly connected <laughs> to particularly the Halloween Rage Against Culture. I don't want culture on me, um, icky stuff. So the premise is that there's like a uh, an evaluator. I think they're a psych evaluator, and they they evaluate whether criminals were in their right mind or not and should be charged as sane or not. And so okay. basically yep. the the twist in the show is that someone from the Vatican who basically investigates exorcisms or demon possession says, hey, sometimes people that are insane are actually possessed. And here's how to tell the difference. So the premise of the show is really interesting. And like there's little glimpses hmm. of like her tripping out and like, wait, was that actually a demon or was that just my imagination? Yada, yada, yada. All that to say that there are definitely some strongly held beliefs, at least. I don't know, my neck of the woods, there's actual straight-up Wicca that's pretty much regularly practiced. There's, like, um, Satanism as well, and there's Luciferianism, and there's all these isms out there that are 
apparently directly in opposition to Christianity and all that jazz. But there are there are some actual fears that just going out on Halloween, like just having your light on, handing out candy, like you might accidentally get possessed or something. Like that's an actual thing that people are afraid of. So hmm. what I hmm. I mean, not maybe maybe this is what I'm asking you. But if you don't want to talk about this, that maybe we're going too far into it. But what what do we think, uh, Master of the the Divine, about exorcisms, about how demons possess, about how that could actually happen on a day like Halloween? Like where some of that is rooted in some some biblical texts, perhaps about just demon possession and stuff. But I mean. That that can't be yeah. as simple as just oh I put on Thor's costume now I'm demon possessed, <laughs> right? So yeah, I, I I don't know if I'm gonna answer your question exactly, but I'm gonna, I but I think I am in a different way. Basically, I it's very interesting, right? So so we're really afraid of encountering evil, and then Jesus, all his life, everything that he was doing was encountering <laughs> evil. So 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 we're if we're disciples of Jesus, and I think we should do what Jesus does and, and and what what we're really doing when we say that is that we're saying that like we are like we're living in fear we're afraid of of sin and of evil um david busick uh a gs for the church of the nazarene said one time um that that holiness contaminates sin not the other way around and i really mm. like that quote uh, that, that quote has stuck with me so much because we are so afraid of, of sin and, and contamination and evil. And so we just like, so, so our, our solution is quarantine. Um, Jesus was not quarantined and he didn't quarantine other people. He went into Zacchaeus's house and everybody was like sinners. I mean, they use that word sinners as, and, and basically that word sinners meant, and I just preached on this. So that's why I'm, I'm bringing this story up. But that word sinners meant like irredeemably lost, like the most evil that you could, you could encounter right then and there and and jesus encounters it and walks into that situation and he and then that's just one story of of jesus doing that and it's over and over and over again and then and, when and, he and, does and that it's the same in the acts of the apostles so and when when yeah, jesus does that does he come out a sinner no <laughs> well the no, thing he is, didn't contract a disease yeah i think he, he wasn't contaminated <laughs> i think we we encounter evil every day it just yeah. looks different oh, yeah in our society, I think our consumerism is evil. I think oh, our sure. gluttony is evil in so many ways. I think our like selfishness is evil, but yeah, I mean, that's not exactly something that you can say like, Oh, that, that person's eyes are rolling into the back of their head or whatever. You know, it's like, I think the evil, especially in the first world is a lot more nefarious, a lot more, Mm-hmm. hidden and comfortable for a lot of us right right and and who's to say i mean when we talk about like the word spiritual warfare like people immediately think like demons and angels and stuff like that but what you just said ryan to me is just as much spiritual warfare as anything else yeah right? i mean it could because because it's all it's all connected there's no separation between it I've, I've i've been to africa several times and, and from what i understand they're exorcism something that's a pretty regular part of life there but it isn't in america and i think part of the reason is like it's just not that hard for satan here <laughs> right <laughs> dang well, that's that's a good point wow 
Well, that's unfortunate to think about, Ryan. Oh, my lanta. So, so basically what I'm getting from y'all, and um, our time's up. So, Byron, I'm going to ask you one more question, but it might be just like a really silly question for fun. Yeah, because I don't matter because I don't up. have a master's. I get it. Exactly. exactly. I don't have one either. I didn't ask myself. But you're the moderator, though, so you can do whatever you want. Your prejudices that's are true. showing, Josiah. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Fair, We're going. He's, he's hoping for an honorary. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Yeah, honestly, podcast. if my life would be complete if someone at some point in my life gave me an honorary doctor and i think that'd be the best thing ever because it's literally we'll worthless but like hey, just be like, if, oh, if you started con- if you started giving to point llama they'd consider it oh, oh my yeah goodness. i don't <laughs> think they have doctor donate. programs though oh don't, they don't make but one they do give honorarys they'll make one up yeah oh, i think uh sweet. i think if new life goal yes, you're get an honorary i think if you're so so what i'm getting from our masters of the divine and not from will uh masters of the arts and the divine um Basically, we should be a lot more concerned about what we regularly participate in thoughtlessly and how that is actually some sort of thing that could be rooted in evil instead of getting all caught up about, oh, no, you let your kid wear a Spider-Man costume and trick or treat. How could you? Now you're probably needing an exorcism. So final, final snarky, stupid question for Byron, because he just gave me a reason to ask him this with his snark. Uh, Byron, what would Jesus wear to go trick or treating? (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, this is good. Uh, hmm. I'm trying to think about pagan gods who are around his area. Oh my uh, <laughs> Baal, maybe? I mean, that was a pretty common Oh my one. goodness. Uh, or, I mean, he was just, oh. he was not necessarily anti-Rome like people wanted him to be, but he could just go as Caesar. Oh my wrong. goodness. And then he can just walk around and just say, give your taxes unto me. So he's not, he's reverse. <laughs> so that's true. Oh like, give, give me what land. you owe me. I'm Caesar. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're going to have to cut this. Nope, yeah. we're not cutting it. Um, I also want to say, just to add a little nerd bit in there, just so I mentioned that. Uh, wow. You're, you're, Chuck Norris was the right answer. I just want you to know. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Good yes. answer. Um, <laughs> Perfect but like, answer. Uh, just so I was talking about people dress up their kid as Spider-Man. It could be worse. They could be going as like Morbius the living vampire or something, who's a Spider-Man villain. <laughs> So there's, there's, oh, other, there's way worse options, you know. That, that was next level. That was good. That was next level yeah. nerd. All right, yeah, fellas. For sure. well, our, our time is You're wrapping welcome. up. Um, I, I appreciate the good sportedness and letting me drop uh, random things on you. Um, if you have a final thought, we have sort of tried to send people with a, I don't know, a, a more Christ-like approach to some of these things. I did like that Busick thing, so maybe we should end on that. Um, where uh, you know holiness affects or inf- affects or what was the quote? Well, give it contaminates. To us, so holiness contaminates. contaminates sin, and not the other way around. And yeah. holiness oh, being being simply Christ likeness, right? Like that's a safe way of. That's sure. Up, uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's not our injury. holiness. Right, it's 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 Jesus's holiness, not ours, of course. Well, it's so, really uh, easy to see holiness is uh, holier than thou holiness. So I just wanted exactly, to yeah, no, that, I, so. no, but yeah, the clarification is important. Yeah. Cool, cool. Well, uh, I think we're gonna wrap up, fellas. Any any <clears> final <throat> thoughts on today's episode? Any last second things? We have like two I, minutes before we need. to I end would this. like to say something like, if you are a Christian and you don't think Halloween's a good thing, okay. Um, just be gracious to people. Don't don't talk to them like they don't know anything, and you know, just just be smart about how you interact with people. Like seriously, again, just be nice to people. Don't make and, assumptions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Don't make assumptions. Like just be just be nice. 
pray for people, but not in a condescending way. Okay, don't be like they need Jesus. They need you because they're terrible. These, hey, no, hey, pray for people. Byron, yeah. since you brought that up, so that, that Zacchaeus passage that I preached on a week ago, since you said they need Jesus. You, have you guys seen that shirt? Y'all need Jesus? Yeah. I hate that t-shirt. And here's why. Because it's condescending. Y'all need yep. Jesus. But like the Zacchaeus story for me is like, no, like I need Jesus. Like we that's the Jesus. point of Jesus's, of Jesus's that's statement funny. to like the Pharisees, <laughs> right? It's like, I've come to heal the sick. I've come to, to find the lost. You know, and and so well, that's the curious curious that like, I that. need Jesus. I Once preached upon on Zacchaeus a, a couple of weeks ago, too. And and I the thing I love about that is like I figured out kind of this last time is that the story of Zacchaeus is like a story of restoring him to community. Right. And like that's what that's what yeah. the mission of, of the church needs to be is restoring people to the community of God. Right. So that's I great. Used, I used to use snarkiness as object lessons for teenagers because that's my spiritual gift is snarkiness. Um, mm. and I would tell them you need Jesus. And then their response would be, no, I don't. And I'm like, oh yeah, you want to double check that one? And then eventually their, their retort would eventually be, well, yeah, I guess I do need Jesus. And it's like, okay, cool. But it would still frustrate them that I would like get them with that zinger. Like, ha ha, got you with such a zinger. You need Jesus. And eventually one of them figured it out. And like, I would say, Hey, you need Jesus. And they turn around. Oh yeah. So do you. I'm like, yep. And then that was a fun little, they finally seemed to like, Oh I get it. It was a silly object lesson. I love those silly, silly object lessons for teenagers because sometimes I think we need to revert back to the simplistic nature of, hey, it's not y'all need Jesus, it's we all need Jesus. So, yeah. Perfect the royal ending. You. The royal mm, you. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Well, final reminder, listeners, thank you for listening to the show today. We have a Facebook page, we have a Twitter feed, and we have an Instagram. And sometimes we share silly things on it or we give you updates about podcasts or real life meaningful things that we like to engage in. And you can engage with us as well. We have a website and other things. Uh, I was, Brian wanted me to, well, Brian didn't necessarily want, he said I should remind us people that there is a book out there. It's called The Millennial Pastor. Um, it's what this podcast is named after. And it's my story about learning how to be a pastor and dealing with stuff like this and realizing that I wasn't so sure I was trained to be able to cope with some of this stuff, which is where some of this podcast stuff was born from as young pastors joining together to kind of support one another. So if you like this podcast, you want to hear more from us, you want to hear more from our guests and feel free to subscribe. You can share, you can rate review. And as Byron likes to say, give us constructive feedback and criticisms so we can improve. But until next time, this has been the hashtag blessed version of the millennial pastor podcast. I'm your host Josiah. And with me today is Byron, Will and Ryan. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Still not well. Still not well. (laughs) Stay hashtag blessed. Grace and peace. Amen. All right, we're done. Thank you.